0: Hey fellow dads, if we understand the weight of our role as dads, and if we're doing our job of being a dad the right way, being there for our kids, giving them quality time and attention, we will inevitably at times feel overwhelmed by the challenge and the responsibility. But having been a dad now for over 16 years, and being a dad of a large family, I can honestly report that the benefits far outweigh the difficulties. And one of the best benefits of being a dad is getting to take those teachable moments that unexpectedly pop up, and then teaching our kids a truth that's already impacted our own lives. And one of the best ways to make those teachable moments meaningful and lasting is to add a little entertainment value to the lesson. And I don't mean entertainment for the sake of amusement, which comes from an old French word, which means to cause, to be idle, but entertainment for education. Entertaining to educate. There may be an expert out there who can talk us through steps to take to make fatherly education an entertaining experience for our children, but that's not me. I don't know the formula. If there is one, What this episode will do is give you an example, just a taste of two stories that are both highly entertaining and deeply educational. And I'm going to suggest that you don't have your children listen in on this episode, at least not yet. Not because there's anything they shouldn't hear, Because they're probably going to want to hear more, and they might just keep bugging you until they can. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Hi, friends, welcome to the Treasure Box Books Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Ching, a redeemed child of God, happy husband and homeschooling dad, and lifelong lover of good books. Fellow dad, are you eager to fill your children's hearts with truth and faith and wisdom and courage? Do you long to build growing, lasting, God centered relationships with your family? If you're ready to inspire and equip your children to walk with God by learning and living together, then come join us on our journey, and let's go find the treasures in books. In episode 18, we gave you two full stories from the audiobook, 50 Famous Stories Retold, but because of the length of today's stories, we're just giving you a sample from each one. For the full stories, and over 40 more, head over to RefreshPublishing.com and download your own copy. Now, let's find a few treasures in 50 famous stories retold, beginning with a sample from The Endless Tales. The Endless Tale In the Far East, there was a great king who had no work to do. Every day and all day long, he sat on soft cushions and listened to stories. And no matter what the story was about, he never grew tired of hearing it, even though it was very long. There is only one fault that I find with your story, he often said. It is too short. All the storytellers in the world were invited to his palace, and some of them told tales that were very long indeed. But the king was always sad when a story was ended. At last he sent word into every city and town and country place, offering a prize to anyone who should tell him an endless tale. He said, To the man that will tell me a story which shall last forever. I will give my fairest daughter for his wife, and I will make him my heir, and he shall be king after me. But this was not all. He added a very hard condition. If any man shall try to tell such a story and then fail, he shall have his head cut off. The king's daughter was very pretty, and there were many young men in that country who were willing to do anything to win her. But none of them wanted to lose their heads, and so only a few tried for the prize. One young man invented a story that lasted three months. But at the end of that time, he could think of nothing more. His fate was a warning to others. And it was a long time before another storyteller was so rash as to try the king's patience. But one day, a stranger from the south came into the palace. Great king, he said, is it true that you offer a prize to the man who can tell a story that has no end? It is true, said the king, and shall this man... Have your fairest daughter for his wife, and shall he be your heir? Yes, if he succeeds, said the king, but if he fails, he shall lose his head. Very well, then, said the stranger. I have a pleasant story about locusts which I would like to relate. Tell it, said the king. I will listen to you. The storyteller began his tale. Once upon a time, a certain king seized upon all the corn in his country and stored it away in a strong granary. But a swarm of locusts came over the land and saw where the grain had been put. After searching for many days, they found on the east side of the granary a crevice that was just large enough for one locust to pass through at a time. So one locust went in Can you guess where that story is headed? If you can't wait to find out, you can skip ahead to chapter 42 in your copy of the audiobook, 50 Famous Stories Retold, and hear it. Now, for a sample, this time a longer one since it's a longer story, from chapter 46, Whittington and his Cat. Whittington and his Cat 1. The City There was once a little boy whose name was Richard Whittington. His father and mother had died when he was only a babe, and the people who had the care of him were very poor. Dick was not old enough to work, and so he had a hard time of it indeed. Sometimes he had no breakfast, and sometimes he had no dinner, and he was glad at any time to get a crust of bread or a drop of milk. Now, in the town where Dick lived, the people liked to talk about London. None of them had ever been to the great city, but they seemed to know all about the wonderful things which were to be seen there. They said that all the folks who lived in London were fine gentlemen and ladies, that there was singing and music there all the time, that nobody was ever hungry there, and nobody had to work and that the streets were all paved with gold. Dick listened to these stories and wished that he could go to London. One day a big wagon drawn by eight horses, all with bells on their heads, drove into the little town. Dick saw the wagon standing by the inn, and he thought that it must be going to the fine city of London. When the driver came out and was ready to start, the lad ran up, and asked him if he might walk by the side of the wagon. The driver asked him some questions, and when he learned how poor Dick was, and that he had neither father nor mother, he told him that he might do as he liked. It was a long walk for the little lad, but by and by he came to the city of London. He was in such a hurry to see the wonderful sights that he forgot to thank the driver of the wagon. He ran as fast as he could, from one street to another, trying to find those that were paved with gold. He had once seen a piece of money that was gold, and he knew that it would buy a great, great many things. And now he thought that if he could get only a little bit of the pavement, he would have everything that he wanted. Poor Dick ran till he was so tired that he could run no farther. It was growing dark, and in every street there was only dirt instead of gold he sat down in a dark corner and cried himself to sleep when he woke up the next morning he was very hungry but there was not even a crust of bread for him to eat he forgot all about the golden pavements and thought only of food he walked about from one street to another and at last grew so hungry "'that he began to ask those whom he met to give him a penny "'to buy something to eat. "'Go to work, you idle fellow,' said some of them. "'And the rest passed him by without even looking at him. "'I wish I could go to work,' said Dick. "'2. The Kitchen "'By and by Dick grew so faint and tired "'that he could go no farther.' he sat down by the door of a fine house and wished that he was back again in the little town where he was born. The cookmaid, who was just getting dinner, saw him and called out, "'What are you doing there, you little beggar? "'If you don't get away quick, "'I'll throw a pan full of hot dishwater over you. "'Then I guess you will jump.' Just at that time the master of the house, whose name was Mr. Fitzwarren, came home to dinner." When he saw the ragged little fellow at his door, he said, "'My lad, what are you doing here? I am afraid you are a lazy fellow, and that you want to live without work.' "'No, indeed,' said Dick. "'I would like to work, if I could find anything to do. But I do not know anybody in this town, and I have not had anything to eat for a long time.' "'Poor little fellow,' said Mr. Fitzwarren. "'Come in.' "'and I will see what I can do for you.' "'And he ordered the cook to give the lad a good dinner, "'and then to find some light work for him to do. "'Little Dick would have been very happy in the new home "'which he had thus found if it had not been for the cross cook. "'She would often say, "'You are my boy now, and so you must do as I tell you. "'Look sharp there, make the fires, carry out the ashes, "'wash these dishes, sweep the floor, bring in the wood.' Oh, what a lazy fellow you are! And then she would box his ears, or beat him with the broomstick. At last, little Alice, his master's daughter, saw how he was treated, and she told the cook she would be turned off if she was not kinder to the lad. After that, Dick had an easier time of it, but his troubles were not over yet, by any means. His bed was in a garret at the top of the house, far away from the rooms where the other people slept. There were many holes in the floor and walls, and every night a great number of rats and mice came in. They tormented Dick so much that he did not know what to do. One day a gentleman gave him a penny for cleaning his shoes, and he made up his mind that he would buy a cat with it. The very next morning, He met a girl who was carrying a cat in her arms. I will give you a penny for that cat, he said. All right, the girl said. You may have her, and you will find that she is a good mouser, too. Dick hid his cat in the garret, and every day he carried a part of his dinner to her. It was not long before she had driven all the rats and mice away. And then Dick could sleep soundly every night. Three The Venture. Sometime after that, a ship that belonged to Mr. Fitzwarren was about to start on a voyage across the sea. It was loaded with goods which were to be sold in lands far away. Mr. Fitzwarren wanted to give his servants a chance for good fortune, too, and so he called all of them into the parlor and asked if they had anything they would like to send out in the ship for trade. Everyone had something to send, Everyone but Dick. And as he had neither money nor goods, he stayed in the kitchen, and did not come in with the rest. Little Alice guessed why he did not come, and so she said to her papa, Poor Dick ought to have a chance to. Here is some money out of my own purse that you may put in for him. No, no, my child, said Mr. Fitzwarren. He must risk something of his own. And then he called very loud, "'Here, Dick. What are you going to send out on the ship?' Dick heard him and came into the room. "'I have nothing in the world,' he said, "'but a cat which I bought some time ago for a penny.' Fetch your cat, then, my lad,' said Mr. Fitzwarren, "'and let her go out. Who knows but that she will bring you some profit.' Dick, with tears in his eyes, carried poor Puss down to the ship and gave her to the captain. Everybody laughed at his queer venture.' But Alice felt sorry for him, and gave him money to buy another cat. After that, the cook was worse than before. She made fun of him for sending his cat to sea. Do you think, she would say, that puss will sell for enough money to buy a stick to beat you? At last, Dick could not stand her abuse any longer, and he made up his mind to go back to his old home in the little country town. So... Very early in the morning on All Hallows' Day, he started. He walked as far as the place called Holloway, and there he sat down on a stone, which to this day is called Whittington's Stone. As he sat there very sad, and wondering which way he should go, he heard the bells on Bow Church far away, ringing out a merry chime. He listened. They seemed to say to him, "'Turn again, Whittington, thrice Lord Mayor of London.' "'Well, well,' he said to himself, "'I would put up with almost anything to be Lord Mayor of London when I am a man, and to ride in a fine coach. I think I will go back, and let the old cook cuff and scold as much as she pleases.' Dick did go back, and he was lucky enough to get into the kitchen and set about his work before the cook came downstairs to get breakfast. 4. The Cat Mr. Fitzwarren's ship made a long voyage, and at last reached a strange land on the other side of the sea. The people had never seen any white men before, and they came in great crowds to buy the fine things with which the ship was loaded. The captain wanted very much to trade with the king of the country, and it was not long before the king sent word for him to come to the palace and see him. The captain did so. He was shown into a beautiful room, and given a seat on a rich carpet, all flowered with silver and gold. The king and queen were seated not far away, and soon a number of dishes were brought in for dinner. "'They had hardly begun to eat "'when an army of rats and mice rushed in "'and devoured all the meat "'before anyone could hinder them. "'The captain wondered at this "'and asked if it was not very unpleasant "'to have so many rats and mice about. "'Oh, yes,' was the answer. "'It is indeed unpleasant, "'and the king would give half his treasure "'if he could get rid of them. "'The captain jumped for joy.' He remembered the cat which little Whittington had sent out, and he told the king that he had a little creature on board his ship which would make short work of the pests. Then it was the king's turn to jump for joy, and he jumped so high that his yellow cap or turban dropped off his head. "'Bring the creature to me,' he said. "'If she will do what you say, I will load your ship with gold.' The captain made believe that he would be very sorry to part with the cat. But at last he went down to the ship to get her, while the king and queen made haste to have another dinner made ready. The captain, with Puss under his arm, reached the palace just in time to see the table crowded with rats. The cat leaped out upon them, and oh, what a... Havoc she did make among the troublesome creatures. Most of them were soon stretched dead upon the floor, while the rest scampered away to their holes and did not dare to come out again. The king had never been so glad in his life, and the queen asked that the creature which had done such wonders should be brought. I hope you have enjoyed listening to these stories as much as I have enjoyed reading them. Now, don't leave yourself hanging. Make sure you go over to RefreshPublishing.com and pick up your own copy of 50 Famous Stories Retold so you can find out what happened in The Endless Tale and find out what happened to Whittington and his cat. It's crunch time for buying Christmas presents, and if you're anything like us, your children probably don't really need any more toys or gadgets. They already have too many to fit in the toy bins, and even the bookshelves are overflowing. Well, here's a gift idea for you. Three digital products that aren't expensive, require no wrapping paper, and that the whole family can enjoy again and again for years to come. In addition to the free Favorite Psalms MP3, we have three for sale products in our store right now. The Gift of the Magi, introduced in episode 11, the 50 Famous Stories Retold audiobook, you heard samples from in episode 18 and again today, and our music album, Looking Unto Jesus, The song playing right now is called Paradise, and I composed it and most of the other songs on the album about 20 years ago. I know you're busy this week with Christmas preparations, and you're probably feeling like you don't have time for even a quick visit to another website. But honestly, we've tried to make this as quick and simple as possible. Here's all you need to do in three simple steps. One, visit refreshpublishing.com forward slash shop, or click on the link in the episode description. Two, add the free Favorite Psalms MP3 to your cart, along with any other products you're interested in. Three, check out and receive your downloads immediately, along with instructions for downloading and syncing with your devices. We hope you enjoy your audios and look forward to being a small part of your Christmas celebrations. Be sure not to miss the next two episodes when I'll be passing along some practical suggestions for making the most of Christmas in your home. If you heard something helpful today or feel better equipped to lead your family, maybe you have a friend who could benefit from this episode too. Don't keep it to yourself. Hit share in your podcast app or take a screenshot of this episode and share it with a friend. Or just post a link on Facebook to treasureboxbooks.com and let your friends know that this episode might encourage them. You can find any links and resources mentioned today on the episode page linked below. Or just head over to treasureboxbooks.com and sign up to get our newsletter to keep you informed about future episodes and product releases. And if you've got a book recommendation or experience or idea you'd like to share with other dads, send me an email. My address is nathan at treasureboxbooks.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until we meet again, keep leading your family to find the treasures in books.